Now, when it comes to actually choosing candidates for president and vice president, there is no drama in today's tightly scripted political conventions. So if it's drama you crave... Check out another big event that's going on this week, the Paralympics. The Games for Elite Disabled Athletes are being held in London in many of the same venues as last month's Olympic Games. And much of the competition is just as fierce and emotional. Reporter Fred Dove is covering the Paralympics for the BBC. He says the assignment was a natural for him. I am myself physically disabled. I'm a survivor of the drug thalidomide. So they thought, you know, this would be a good opportunity for me to kind of roam amongst the crowds, talk to some of the athletes uh, and have some kind of sense of of, of common experience. And we should say you're also an athlete. I was once, yes. I've uh, I've retired from playing cricket, which I did for many years. I was captain of the uh, unofficial England disabled cricket team for a while. But in the course of my life, yes, I've played an awful lot of football, squash, cricket. Fred, we're curious about the status of the Paralympics. The Olympic Games themselves, the Paralympics, have a long history, starting all the way back in 1948, right there in London. Have you seen the kind of range of events and the number of athletes involved grow? And have you seen the profile of the Paralympics grow? If you consider that when uh, Dr. Ludwig Goodman at the Spinal Injuries Unit at Stoke Mandeville Hospital back in 1948 organized a competition in which 16 people in wheelchairs took part. And if you look at it now, there are over 4,000 athletes involved now. So they've grown enormously. Until about you know the 70s, the competitions were for people in wheelchairs. But since then, They've expanded, and now you have people of almost all disabilities taking part. Uh, You've got uh, people with cerebral palsy, you've got amputees, you've got people with learning disabilities. So the range is enormous. The number of countries taking part has grown enormously too. There are now over 160 countries represented. Um, And you can talk about a global village. Uh, An event like this, the size of it just means that it gains the headlines and therefore the news filters out. As someone who is a close observer for the BBC, I wonder if you see any difference in the way the media covers some of these Paralympic sports versus others. And and what I'm thinking of here is not just the profile of the athletes themselves, but also what kind of disabilities they might have. This is an interesting area because what makes the Paralympics special, let's face it, is that these are elite disabled athletes. Now, the performances they deliver are phenomenal in some cases, uh, in most cases, in fact. But their stories are interesting. So the media finds itself in a little bit of a dilemma. Do we just focus on the performance and, and ignore what is a very good human interest story? Or do we try and tie them together without you know, ending up patronizing? You're having to deal with that yourself as you cover the games. Yes. And, and having taken part in disability sports myself, I know or disabled sportsmen can be like, the kind of really rough kind of humour that you can get, say, in the athletes' village here. But the media, I think, generally has twigged that actually what they're watching is hard-nosed competitors. Yes, they may have no legs, they may have no arms, whatever it is. But really, ultimately, for many of them, that the goal is to wipe their opponent's nose in the dust. They're here to win. They're as self-obsessed in many cases as able-bodied athletes were at the Olympics, What they have in addition to the Olympians is, in many cases, a difficult story to tell, but in many cases also a difficulty that they have overcome. What we don't want, and I go slip into the we, you notice it there, what we don't want is stories of triumph over adversity. We don't want the pat on the head and go, ooh, aren't you brave? 
Yesterday, I was watching a game of football between players with cerebral palsy and similar conditions affecting the coordination. It was between Argentina and Holland. Now, these are two good footballing nations. And what really sort of pleased me and surprised me, at one point, an Argentinian player laid into one of the Dutch players, laid him out flat, tackled him. It was a dirty tackle, put it that way. And the crowd booed the Argentinian player. Now, I thought that was fascinating because what you had there was a crowd of mainly able-bodied people booing a disabled man. But they were booing him because it was a dirty tackle, pure and simple. They no longer saw the disability. They saw the player. They saw the football. And I think that's what you're getting at these Paralympics, that actually the amount of coverage we're now getting means that actually the focus of that is sport, not disability. Is there anything, though, that makes even you uncomfortable, where you can't really ignore the disability? No, it doesn't make me uncomfortable, Lisa. You've just reminded me of when I, I think it was either the Paralympics in Sydney in 2000 or in Athens in 2004. And for the first time, I saw a swimmer with no arms. I was glued to the TV screen. I saw how this swimmer went up and down at ridiculous speeds. And instead of touching with his hands at the end, he just smacked into the wall with his head. At these Paralympics, I've seen things which, again, have made me just go, I don't know, speechless. I, a one-legged high jump competition where the winner jumped one meter 74. Now, that's the height of an average man on one leg. Or you watch the dressage, the equestrian competition, where you've got, say, a rider with cerebral palsy. So not able to control some of their own movement, but they can control these big horses, you know, with almost perfection. And yes, I may be disabled, but I too go, oh my, that is, well, I won't use the word brave and courageous. That's not. It's just jolly impressive. Um, just... It's an understatement, I'm afraid. It, it's, I want to say something perhaps a little stronger, but I mean, even, you know, we all react as human beings and, and we are fascinated by how other people cope. Whether you're disabled or not, you are curious. But then you see a man with one leg jumping 174. That's just, you know, that's just incredible. Fred Dove, thank you very much. Thank you. Fred Dove is covering the Paralympics in London for the BBC.